I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. And this is Dispatches, Dispatches from, Fort, from Fort, awesome, Fort Awesome, a news, a news radio, radio podcast. podcast. With Jen, With Jen on the ether. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. It is nice to have you here. It's nice to have Alan not here, but here. He's it's, in our hearts. Um, he is. And in all of your hearts. Alan, we need to give a name to your studio. This is Fort Awesome Studios. We need to give a name to yours. Ooh. Like, what are we naming Ooh. your studio, your sl- slash oh. apartment? Where you live. I didn't think this through. I know. Uh, That's because I just threw it at you. Fort Excelsior. I like Excelsior very much. I like much. it, yes. It's very good. It is It is as, is as good as. Um, this is season five. Ass. Okay, that's fine. Season five, episode 20. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. This came out on April 20th, 1999. So, that's something. Very... Very briefly with this plot of Freaky Friday, uh, uh, mm-hmm. how many copycats were there? There were so many, right? There's Oh, yeah. There's, there's uh, Vice Versa. Oh, I don't there's, know that one. Oh, that was with uh, 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 Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, father oh, and son, my. switching bodies. There yeah. was, uh, I, I'm not, I, I got more of these. Uh, there was like Father Like Son, which with was Dudley Moore, Moore and Kurt, and Kurt Cameron. Cameron. What the hell was that? I don't know. It's I haven't watched it since I was a little kid, so it's probably yeah, pretty terrible. I'm sure. Uh, there was one with Shelley Long, wasn't there? Probably. Then there's uh, wait, is thirteen going on? No, that's different. That's no, um, that is sort of bigish. Uh, yeah. No, seventeen again. Is that the name of the one? Is that a Freaky Friday? Or I think it is. Well, he he just gets back into his younger body. It's like a reverse thirteen going on. Oh, okay. Good God, these movies are so dumb. Hollywood is stupid. We're in a dumb business. You know what? 13 Going on 30 is a fun movie. It's actually fun. I thought I would hate it, and I was like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it would be. (coughs) Um, No, I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh... Uh, But yeah, there's... I'm sure there are others. And I mean, that's... You know, there... Uh Uh-huh. I just gotta bring this up. Please. I'm sorry. Uh, There was an episode of uh justice league for the mid 2000s where lex Luthor and the flash changed bodies (laughs) and lex Luthor as a flash he only the best part of that episode was he looks at the mirror he's like well at least i can find out who this is takes the mask off looks at himself and just goes i have no idea who this person is (laughs) and that's it leave it at that that was great That's Uh, (laughs) that's pretty good yeah. I like that. Uh, this is, um, well, uh, for some reason, Joe is offering to be the science reporter on, on the air now. I don't understand. Like, No. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, she, she Elisa assumes it's, you just want to do it so you can beam messages up to space. And he says that's a lucky guess. Or no, Dave says that. It's not Lisa. Uh, see, this is how crazy my notes are, folks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he just wants to be the science reporter so he can beam messages up to space. He somehow Which, thinks... Which, why do you... 
Why gonna, do you need to? How is a reporter going to be able to do that? Yeah, how is AM radio going to assist you with that? He's going to network until uh-huh. he gets to go to JPL and find out, you know, where the real Area 51 is. Sure. And then he can go oh, there. Mm hmm. And then it can be messages to space. We've discussed this before. It's at Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. I'm it's, just a, it's a long That's term it really plan. If there, if there really were one, it's there, supposedly. That's what they say. That's oh. what the real conspiracy. See, if you're a real conspiracy theorist, you are always like, oh, yeah, well, that conspiracy theory is bunk. Here's the real one. <laughs> uh, so that's, you know, and I remember <laughs> around the you time. You guys, they move out. it every every three and a half months just uh-huh. to be on the safe side one. so nobody can three find Three and a quarter. Yeah, three. Get with the program. <laughs> You're way off. Your calculations way off. <laughs> uh, Max is eating Dave's sandwich though, and drinking Joe's milkshake. He drinks Joe's milkshake. Right, and he doesn't see Dave's name on it, even though it was on the bag. Uh huh. Well, I still don't see the name. Your name on the actual sandwich, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and then he said, "Okay." I, I will, he's playing with fire, by the way. If he's taking one of Joe's things, oh yeah, absolutely. Jeez. I mean, we've seen what happens before. Joe Joe likes his his dairy based or frozen treats, and uh, he'll he'll put hot cheese in your face. We know this. We know he this will. <laughs> he'll melt your face off with that cheese. Uh huh. And then Max says, as, as "I have do. a glandular disorder." <laughs> I love when he mispronounces things and stretches it out. That is the one, like, thing where I'm like, oh, okay, Max has a thing, and it's that. That's the one thing that I can attach. It's glandular and panache. Uh, those are the panache! Um, <laughs> but he's now had his also, break privileges suspended, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he's very put out. He's moping. Yeah. But then he's, he's pouting. And then he screams. <laughs> and, and, and can we also point out the fact how many snacks, how much ridiculous amount of free snacks are in that break room, but he's oh still God. stealing other, other people's food. Right? Yeah, there's so much. When, when we get to it later on, that's a, that's a lot of shit. That is as much as I went and bought at Spartan Final the other day because I don't know how to shop like a grown-up. I bought mostly snacks. Hi, everybody. Don't put me in a pandemic. I am not joking. <laughs> Cookies for weeks, people. Anyway, I, I keep getting the Reese's eggs that are up. Oh my god, I want a Reese's egg right now. <laughs> Damn it, this is terrible. We're grown ups. Anyway, I did not. Are we? On the list. Uh, I actually got a couple of cookies in the, the order I got, but uh huh. Yeah, but no. I had. I needed cookies sooner than that. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so I really, there's this moment here that's really funny. So Jimmy is like sitting on Dave's desk. Like we go into Dave's office. He's all like close yeah. to him and talking close to him. Like there's a lot of close talking going on. <laughs> it's like, is Dave not getting whatever joke or whatever he's setting up? Like, yeah, it must what be what it is. Cause Jimmy really thinks he's telling a banger of a joke. He's like, he said, I'm not going to, you're not going to pay that much. You know what? He paid that much and I liked it. <laughs> and he lays down on his desk. Like he's taking, damn, I'm rich. Ain't I? <laughs> I love that this, by the what way. What is he looking for in that? Like, what is he I trying know, to get out of Dave? He thinks that Dave's going to, like, have this, like, business. Because this, it's played <laughs> off as, like, oh, businessmen would get this joke. This is something that yeah. would really track. Why does he think Dave would remotely care about what businessmen <laughs> would know. find funny? And then. I really, I really love it, though. <laughs> this is how they hammer home the theme of the episode. This is how they set up what's about to happen. Damn, I'm rich, ain't I? <laughs> Such a dumb line. <laughs> Oh boy! And Matthew, um, he he wants to take what we would call a mental health day and go to the zoo. 
That's, some, so, that's something uh, I would do, but I wouldn't say that I was doing it. That's absolutely That's something, something a lot of people have done that, that just don't say they're doing you it. just don't tell them you're going to the zoo. <laughs> there's probably a lot of bosses that would be cool with it as long as you officially don't say what you're using the day for. Yeah, that you're going <laughs> to go hang out with the penguins because we know Matthew likes the penguins. We are, uh, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, Jimmy just points out, oh, we're all stressed out. Uh, and he's like, well, no offense, but I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think you'd understand. You're sitting on your ass, taking steam baths, and sitting around getting egos massaged by yes men. And, uh... <laughs> and Mr. James is like, well, what the hell do you do around here again? <laughs> and then Matthew has to look to Dave like, for the answer. Reporter. <laughs> so put out. So put out. <laughs> hey, let's let's Freaky Friday. Let's switch. It's like Freaky Friday, except you're the mom and you're Jodie Foster. Finally, <laughs> Matthew's been waiting to be Jodie Foster for a long time. Oh my God. Uh, and then Beth is handing out the mail and says, "This one is for Max." Um, and Lisa, I'll take that and just tosses, tosses it, in the it garbage. away. Supposedly fan mail. Max is getting fan mail. What creeps are into Max? We cannot, can't even. I feel like he might have sent it to himself. Oh yeah, nope. That's there's a very good chance of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Bill, Bill would have sent it to himself for sure. Even though I think Bill actually got legitimate. He, he fan seemingly mail, but... and people knew who he was on the street. Like that did yep. happen. You know what? Nobody knows who Max is on the street though. You notice? Uh huh. Uh huh. Not that really they've been do. outside the studio often. But... Sure, but it doesn't yeah. come up that he has fans. That has uh, not right. come up before. Right. And and we find out Beth has a scam going on with a CD <laughs> company where you get nineteen CDs for a penny. For a She's penny. Been using different names. My God, do we need? Right. To, we should probably have to explain that whole situation to people. What this was. Uh, well. What I don't understand about so mm-hmm. it was Columbia House and BMG. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, those uh-huh. were the two big companies that did it. I did BMG. You got, I believe, twelve CDs for a penny. Mm-hmm. Then you got, you had to do three CDs for the price of one, and then you had to buy three three CDs at full price, which were ridiculous. It wasn't like five priced. Oh, was it five? I think I you're right. It, had to it was five. a lot either way. Regardless, yeah. it would have, in general, when it came out, you could have just went to the store, paid for all the CDs, and I think it would have been about the same price. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but regardless, uh, well, this is what I don't understand. So she's doing the 19 CDs for a penny, but she doesn't have to buy any after? Like, she's, for I, any I, of these people? Yeah, she must have found some way around it. We know that she's done credit card scams in the past. Right. Uh, so something to that effect... By the way, though, so the first letter is addressed to Chichi Rodriguez, which is uh, that's John Leguizamo's character's name in Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Oh yeah. We, Jen and I are both like, wait, yeah. is that? Oh yeah. And they're like, oh no, that is. And then um, wow. Uh huh. But all rusty the other names, springs. however, <laughs> yeah, Rusty Bed Springs, Mrs. Piccadilly Miss- Peanut. <laughs> Ernestine Lena Maxina Pickle von Feather. Pasadena. <laughs> I love Ernestine Q. Picklefeather. 
There's the the <laughs> dumbest one of them all is Lord and Lady Farside, as in the comic. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what that was. Lord and Lady was it Farside? Farside? I wrote down Horsehide. It, it could have been Horsehide. I heard Farside. I heard Who knows? Farside. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe it is Farside. And Lisa, she says, Lisa, over the last five years, I've spent over three dollars in pennies. That is a uh, that's a lot yeah. of free records, a lot of free CDs that she got. Three hundred times, uh, more than three hundred times. Yeah, she's a crazy person. Uh, Fifty-seven. She has fifty-seven hundred uh, CDs, mm-hmm. right? So I, what I think so. Yeah, Jeez. and uh, she's in. She's worried now because she's been found out. Um, they both go to the break room though, and Max asks for them to bring us. Uh, a soda to him and lisa psychs him out with it <laughs> like that she, she's just so childish in this but she's, she's so been doing really good psych outs and yep yep they're <laughs> very good they're very good and then beth drinks a, a, a bit of the one that she then hands to max and, and gargles mm-hmm. it and swishes it around her mouth yeah and he smells it because he's a weird creepy pervert i was I, half expecting her to spit it back into the can. me too i kind of thought that's what was going to happen uh <laughs> Then, uh, so good job, Llewellyn, finding Matthew clothes that fit Stephen. Yeah, uh, they're perfect. Like, except for the hat, Matthew, I don't think would wear that hat. No, but the only thing, Jimmy somehow thinks that reporters are still old timey reporters who need to wear fedoras. I'm guessing that's and who make the news happen, Uh even really horrible, (laughs) like uh, dangerous, Mm -hmm. deadly things. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. he's a Bond villain. Yeah, very much so. Would it be a good story? There's a gas explosion and, and people were trapped. It's like, <laughs> no. Oh, <my> <laughs> uh, I gotta make a phone call. <laughs> That's always a good line. Oh my god. And uh, so we then go into see, Jimmy's office. We see, which it looks Matthew. different than it did a few years ago. By the way, it's more cold, sort of. I think, even though it's got like more woodsy there's tons of animals which i don't think we're there's there more taxidermy time. i feel like this time yeah. around a full bear a moose on the wall uh, matthew's wearing a suit yeah yep for the first time matthew looks like a grown-up on this show uh he's <laughs> a new assistant it's, it's no longer jane lynch though, right yeah, it right. might be a little big for a little him bit. looks okay i uh, think jane lynch might have been filming best in show during oh, this uh-huh. so Oh, really? That's yeah, very much so. Probably, I think you're right. Yeah, because it came out like that same year. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there are so many daiquiris on that table. I know. Oh, that was great. <laughs> like a dozen. There's Cut a dozen daiquiris. He took one sip of that one. And he asks for virgin, it. Virgin banana daiquiri. Easy on the virgin. <laughs> Linda comes back with with so fast. Within 45 seconds, she hits. Yeah. So I want to know. She already knows. That but how is she he's... having them prepared? How it where? Maybe the first and, one took an hour, but right. then she had the ingredients and then once he ordered she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna go have somebody get more because uh-huh. obviously This guy drinks yeah. one sip of it and moves on. Yeah. Yeah. Well let let me ask you, with with the amount of drinks on that table, do you think Matthew used the exact same joke every time? Yes. Easy on the virgin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absol okay. absolutely he did. Uh there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. He's having computer programs though, and he brings in Joe. He doesn't the computer, know how to turn on a computer. He can't of figure out how to turn it on. The same good yeah. joke twenty times. Is this the first time we've seen a flat screen on this show? Because flat screens were not that common even in nineteen ninety nine. You're right. Like you're I th- right. I think it's the first time. I think it is. Uh, well, he would have top the line. 
Yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd have the top of the line. He probably and they probably. And the second you can get something that doesn't take up that amount of space on yeah. your desk, and oh, you can actually me. reasonably afford it, then... oh, the relief when I finally didn't have to carry one of those around with me. Like literally, there were times when my best friend would bring his computer over to my house, which included full CRT monitor. So we're talking 60, 70 pounds of hardware just to like record shitty video onto. Um, oh, those were the days. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 320 by 240 video, Alan. Just feel like I should point that out. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's, a, that's a good pixel rate. Oh, yeah, so good. Matthew is now playing. This is the thing that I always remember about this episode is Matthew playing with Jimmy's spear gun. Pointing it at Joe. <laughs> Absolutely pointing it at Joe because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, and he... And uh, he has the realization of that though, for the first first time, <laughs> right? Maybe I am a complete idiot. After <laughs> he shoots Goober in the nose, George Go picture George of Jimmy George. and George Goober Lindsay. Oh wait, is that the one that Stephen was talking about possibly giving us? Because if it's got a hole in, because <gasps> that would be amazing. That's that amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, he was saying he's just Goober's trying to get a hole. rid of the stuff, but not throw it away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, so. Oh, you know what we should do uh, before we continue the episode? Take a break. And we're back. And, uh, Jimmy wants him uh, to call him Jimbo. As a reporter, he is Jimbo. So Jimbo James. Jimbo James is a really good name. Jimbo James is very good. Oh boy. He he figured out Matthew's password. He did, which is cat. Matthew, Brock, <laughs> or cat. cat. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, I'm a Gladwell hacker. <laughs> How much insider trading do you think is. is happening? How much insider trading? Oh God! Yeah, good, good oh. call. Because he's probably yeah. He's like, oh, I know this is about to happen. Let's help. Let's help Matthew out a little bit. Um, <laughs> Beth brings in a birthday present for Lisa, which is a clearly a banker's box covered in newspaper with a little bow on top of it, like loosely covered in newspaper and. Jimmy's like, oh, it's your birthday? Happy birthday. Here you go. And he gives him some of Matthew's vitamins. For <laughs> right. Which are probably not vitamins. Probably uh. not. Probably candy. Uh, or if they are vitamins, they're Flintstones. Let's be honest. I feel uh, like you would have took the candy pills that you get, popped them out, and just put them in a jar like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is it a good point? <laughs> no, it is. I think it's pretty. I think it's very likely. It's highly likely. Um, but obviously, the box for Lisa turns out to be a giant box of CDs that she wants laundered for her. Which I'm assuming all the CDs are open technically, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. she's not even. She's giving her used CDs. Oh yeah. Some of them might not be because she has an untold amount of. The greatest hits of the Steve Miller band. Yeah, that's she Why? got over duplicates. and over. She Why? was getting because at some point I'm guessing she's like, well, we know that she uses them as coasters, plates, and Maybe earrings. She wanted a matching set and a dress, a whole dress of Steve Miller band yeah. greatest hits. So she's like, well, I want to make stuff with these. Um, are you calling my life's you... work worthless? <laughs> <laughs> and she kicks the Why? cabinet, and all the CDs fall out. It's a good bit. Why would you just get C. Miller's greatest hits? Why don't you just get all of his all albums? of his albums? You... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if she but if she wants uniformity on that dress, then she wants them all to look exactly the same. I guess I that's guess. all I can think yeah. of. If this is how she's getting CDs to make clothes, I do want to know: like, is she stealing to make her own clothes, or is she paying money for them, or is she like? 
I'd like to know. I, I need a theory from one of the writers of the show as to where she gets her money or resources to make her fantastic clothes on her own. And uh, why she hasn't just started a boutique. I do hope, you know, season six slash the movie, Beth has at least got a size business on Etsy making clothes. Oh, my her. goodness. Yeah. You could know. you imagine if Etsy were around back then? Oh, my oh God. My I know. She'd be doing, she'd be making buku bucks. Um, <laughs> buku bucks. That's right. Um, so Joe has fixed uh, Jimmy's computer for Matthew. Right. Right. And of course, the first thing he looks up is solitaire, um, because of course that's how Matthew goes. Um, and then there's just the stupidest joke, like it's not, <laughs> but it is a very old like news radio. Let's would, let's make a reference, you know. Would you like to play a game? Hmm, global thermonuclear warfare. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Very dumb. If you guys haven't seen yeah. War Games, watch War Games. I think it's good. <laughs> I remember really liking it. Go watch War Games. I don't remember it at all. Really? I, re- I remember liking it quite a bit. It's it's you got your Matthew Broderick's, got some other people in it. It's good. Um, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Oh right. Good call. Thank you. Uh, Jimbo is still day trading for Matthew. He's uh, but the thing is Matthew was not doing good trades. He was investing in catnip. Well, Cat Mr. Toys. James said that he wasn't doing too bad, except for those. Except, few oh, except for those. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, catnip, cat toys, and vacation spots for cats. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy made him two hundred dollars. Um, Wait, was it vacation spots or yeah. vacation spas? I heard spas. Well, it could be either. I like the idea of a cat spa very much. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I heard what I wanted to hear. Give them little massages, yeah. and they just turn around and claw your hands up. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Jimmy's made him $200, but Matthew doesn't seem to be doing too good. Um, no. He's figured out Jimmy's password, which is Marianne, which turns out is Dave's mom's name. <laughs> messed up. Uh-huh. Messed up. Yep. Jimmy's, uh, uh, <laughs> Jimmy mad. Jimmy very mad. Jimmy mad. <laughs> he lost all $7 billion of Jimmy's worth. <laughs> You're welcome to borrow that $200. This doesn't make any sense to me because the only way for Matthew to have done that if it's all that seven billion was in one spot. So uh-huh. what? <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew, this is worse than knocking over the water cooler. Oh God, do you think he's gonna fire me? <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy is in the, <laughs> the break room, throws the blinds through the window. <laughs> <laughs> jumps out after Matthew. They ch- he chases him into Dave's office. Matthew breaks window and Jimmy jumps out after him. It's so it's such a good And bit. then chases him to the elevator. Chases him to the elevator, or yes. The stairs his, or whatever. Uh-huh. His klutzy his klutzily anger jumped out of Dave's window it was pretty priceless yeah, after it's Matthew. So so good. The whole the whole thing is amazing to watch. And to be fair, like full on, I don't know. I'm assuming that wasn't uh, Andy Dick, who jumped through the window, but that was like once the window was broken, Stephen Root did jump out onto what I assume was broken sugar glass. Like he did that yeah. stunt. Him, that's him doing the stunt. And uh, good job, Stephen Root. Uh, yeah. Uh, we cut. Uh, I think the next. It's the next day. Uh, once we go to the next scene, um, Beth is kind of dressed dressed as rich, rich Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly. She's very much dressed like <laughs> just a, a man in a tux from the twenties. Yeah. Um, and uh, she and Lisa are going to try and make a deal with Max in the men's bathroom. I love that so much goes on in the men's bathroom. It's just... <laughs> uh, Max, uh, uh, what were all the CDs they were tempting Max with? 
Oh, God. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, Natalie yep. Merchant. Yep. Hanson was mentioned. That's when he bonus. gets real excited. Yay! I mean, boo. I want my break room privileges back. And he wants samples. Natalie Imbruglia? <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia might have been That's in there. That's right. That's right. Torn. Well, he likes to close the deals with a kiss, so of course. <laughs> so gross. And then Beth is... She tries She's to force desperate. herself to, to just gag on it. She's like, oh, I choose prison. Runs away. And my God, uh, 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 Lisa's like almost going over the kiss. Like so good. that whole psych was one of the best it's I've ever seen. So good. That's really funny. Because <laughs> obviously he's so invested because obviously. And then it's psych. And then just well, it's so The look good. on his face after it's, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I really love okay so we go back to Jimmy's office Jimmy's packing up and he goes and he finds a picture oh look Goober got a hole it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of my funny the funniest things in this whole episode Goober got uh, a hole so I guess he's going back to the family business of sharecropping uh huh I don't think that's ever come up before um, no now no money I'm just another unemployed Jeff Foxworthy fan <laughs> No surprise there. There's no surprise there. Uh, wow. He's going to start a new business. He's going to, you know, build wow. himself up from the ground up and buy himself a new Stick. spear gun and hunt down what? Matthew. Which does that mean Matthew broke the other spear gun? Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. After he shot Goober, he somehow managed to break a spear gun. Yeah. Which are designed oh. to work underwater. Um, you don't want to kill Matthew. Oh, yeah, sure I do. <laughs> What good would it do? It'd make him dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so Matthew had the realization that he might be a complete idiot. So yes. then he decides to log out of Jimmy's computer after that. I uh huh. Don't, I don't get that. Yeah, at all. that's a very good point. Yeah, he's fully aware <laughs> that he's a moron, but he's like, well, what else? What can I do about it? Nothing, I guess. I guess. I guess not. Um. Wait, am I smart enough to be able to actually go into a website and trade stocks? Oh, maybe it was something else. Let's see. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Max is outside the break room waiting for something, and then out pops Wayne Fetterman, character actor Wayne Fetterman, with armful of cookies. Um, mm -hmm. I should call Wayne. He's done one of my podcasts. We should see if we can talk to him if he remembers this. He's done so much. He's done so much character actor work on the X Files. What? His he played himself. He literally played a guy named Wayne Fetterman. That's how much character acting Wayne did in the nineties. It was so crazy. After I watched this episode, I watched an episode of documentary now, and uh, he was of course playing. Yep. Old character. He was great. Oh, he's he great. great. He's in everything. Yeah. He is in everything, and he's very funny. He's uh, great. Actor. He says that Max Lewis uh, wrestled him into the pantry as soon as he got there. Basically forced him to give him the cookies, sounds like. Doesn't even work there. Uh-uh. <laughs> and Beth walks in trying to hide another box, another box of CDs. I wish we could have seen all of her CDs at once. I think that would have been funny. Uh, uh, I want to know what the first, because when you're mm -hmm. excited to get those CDs, like the first yeah, ones you get. Yeah, what's the first one that really... What were... Yeah. And I know that if I had to try it, whenever I would see those ads, one of the reasons I never tried to scam them with my parents' information was like, I didn't know enough about music, so I'm sure none of it was all that appealing to me. Again, unless it was Martin Page's In the House of Stone and Light, or <laughs> Real McCoy's Another Night, or The Smash I think, I, I think I got Blind Melon No Rain oh, good one. of the first ones. That's a good one. And I think I got... 
uh, what was that? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Blood Sugar uh, Blood Sex Sh- Magic. Yes, that's sure. Album. How about you, Jen? Did you ever do it? Yeah. You did? Yes. Please tell me. I need to know. I don't remember. You don't? Come on. I Pavement. Don't which ones? I'm trying to name bands. That oh, Pavement's great. I think you would have known <laughs> from the time. I didn't know Pavement until ten years ago. Uh, what do we think, Jen? What do we got? Come on. I think at least one might have been Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan, that's fantastic. Um. Mhm. I don't know, man. We're talking late '80s, early '90s. Like, uh, how young were you when you did this, or a teenager? High school. Oh, high school. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't think you needed a credit card. I, think I don't you think could you just did. put "bill me later." Yeah, I think that was an option. And I never so... did it for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I, um, I forgot. I got. There was a no alternative album that had a bunch of like mm-hmm. grunge bands from the mid nineties. Um, okay. And a Nirvana song you could not find anywhere that was great. Oh funny. Okay. That's weird. Anyway. That you could but yeah. you could get it on the C D thing. Huh. You get it on that C D and it was a hidden track. It wasn't listed, but it was uh, a hidden okay. track. All right. One of those. That's really anyway, funny. So. <laughs> um He uh I assume I'm speaking to Aunt Jemima or Old Man <laughs> Jack. Tokyo Rose. Your mama. <laughs> That's one of her favorites, apparently. And uh, also Dr. Doom. Um, and he's he, he wants to sue her, but instead, they're going to pay her $1,000 to leave them the hell alone and don't tell anybody else how she managed to scam them. Which yep. does not sound like it was that elaborate of a scam, but she still managed to pull it off. No, it's just But I guess she quantity. was the first... Yeah, I think she was the first one to figure out the loophole. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's the one <laughs> now. Okay, so a few things. She needs to make the checkout, and she said, just Beth. So she literally says, I don't have a last name in this one. <laughs> and uh, now she can afford to buy a CD player, which explains why those CDs were always just coasters. She could have resold a bunch of those <laughs> CDs know. to get a CD player so she could have heard at least some. <laughs> She My goodness. She wouldn't have had any coasters left, Alan. She, she needed. <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. What a waste of CDs. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy is still, he's settled into his new life and wants to come down and forgive Matthew. Uh, mm-hmm. Where's the freak, he says. And then that hug that he gives Matthew looks so frightening. <laughs> Can't breathe. Everything going black. And, uh... Mr. James, I don't think his ribcage can handle that much forgiveness. <laughs> oh, I think it can. Um, then it turns out, uh, I don't know how Joe found this out. He must have been researching to help him out or something. But um, his cell phone bill has a $7 billion credit on it. Does but Joe my question open is, can you, maybe. can you get that $7 billion out of there? Some, some places they'll I let know. you keep it as a credit, but you can't take it out. Right. <laughs> but some places, if it's been a credit too long, will automatically mail you a check no matter if you ask them to or not. I've actually had that happen before. Have you really? Yeah. Was it $7 oh, wow. billion? Dollars? No, it was like a low amount. But uh-huh. $7 billion. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Matthew again confirms. Look, I am not smart. <laughs> <laughs> He was just paying a few bills and then somehow managed to pay $7 billion onto the phone bill. And then they go out to celebrate, go out to drink. And uh, yeah. Max, Max comes in. He's sick. Sick, he looking like he's going to die eating a sandwich. And uh, Dave says... Because he left a tuna sandwich <laughs> out overnight under a lamp. Oh, that's so gross. That's so that's gross. So gross. 
And but the, Max was faking it. Yeah, turns out. And he says psych, and he continues eating what I assume is actually this tainted tuna sandwich. Maybe he has um, Bill's iron stomach. Yeah, that's what I was I'm thinking. wondering about that. They must have had similar parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Jeez. <laughs> Left them out on the porch. Uh, Don't eat old sandwiches, kids. Yeah. Especially with that mayo. No. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. No idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around this time, I did that, but with egg salad. <gasps> no. Was, oh, I was fine. No. I was, really? Yeah, Dan made egg salad enough for like three meals worth. Dan and I had a dinner of egg salad sandwiches. We, left for some out? reason, left it out. Oh, and I was like, should we? And he's like, I don't see why not. And so we ate it you the next don't day. don't see why not. And we were fine. We were fine because we were 19 and 20, oh. and apparently nothing could kill us. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Look, uh, we lived terrible lives. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You're so lucky. Guys, want to hear more about that? Sam Listen to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, where Dan and I talk about all the terrible shit we did as teenagers. Um, there's one segment on this show that we do, and it's a little something called The, the Decline of Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> I mean, Dave's not really—he's not in this episode much. He's barely in this oh, episode. Really? It's kind of crazy. Um, you know, he does his best to to not let Jimmy kill Matthew. Sure, that's a impeccable little part for him. But, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> he's not. He's not doing a lot. No, not um, really. He successfully at least stops that for a while, and he continues to try to convince him to not kill Matthew. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. people that have worked for Jimmy in another company mm-hmm. through, yeah, 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 he does. through wanting to create news. Sure. Well, Lisa stops that, and Dave doesn't even stop that. That's Lisa stopping that, if I remember correctly. No, no, because, because he's like, um, oh, would this be a news story? And he describes it, and Dave's like, no. Was that Dave? I yeah. thought that was Lisa. Okay, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't, like, investigate it further. No. Or he just wants like to rid that. himself of any stressors and go back to his office doing God knows what. Whatever his job has become. But, like, like most people would probably want to be a whistleblower on that. Yeah. Like, uh, so, but no, he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, important yet uh, yeah. brief part of it i guess he doesn't have the energy to really be like so wait what about this right i mean that i mean that is it 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 does um help us clearly understand where dave is at this point dave doesn't it's kind of kind of dark um but yeah all he does is you know you don't make the news right and then don't do that (laughs) and then that's it right that's it. He's not like, so here, you could do this, or here, I have some assignments you could have. Mm-hmm. He's just like, or right. here's an example of how you would go about doing a news story. Pick anything you want, sir. No, just, oh, oh, God. No? Okay, bye. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's where Dave's at. It's true. Uh, that's not great. 
But that's pretty much all I have because he's not really in this episode. He's not. It's weird. Right. Well, well, this has been the, the decline of date. That was the scariest uh, thing I've ever heard. And we can try it again if you want. Fine with that. No, we'll try it again. No, no, I'm fine. Okay. With that. <laughs> uh, Jen, what's your favorite moment? Um, let me see what I have here. What do you have here? There's a, I mean, there's a lot. There's, uh-huh. This is a really good episode. Um. You said moment? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do like the strong start of Jimmy laying down <laughs> on Dave's desk bragging about a negotiation. Actually, that is another thing about Dave. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's like, okay, oh, ah, ah, fine. Mm-hmm. When that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he's just laying there for quite a long time in a pose because mm-hmm. he's very proud of his negotiation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also like all the CDs falling at once out of the cupboard. That's yeah, pretty good. She's frustrated. How about you, Alan? It's it's probably uh, uh, Jimmy James's uh, killing spree, mm-hmm. in particular when they jump out of the office of Dave and he kind of does that klutzy fall. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, that's my How favorite about, moment too. That whole bit is. Is it? Yeah, it's fantastic. What's what, Jen? What's your favorite line? Mm-hmm. Um, just anything with one of her names in it. Like, <laughs> I think funny. my favorite one might be Ernestine Q. Picklefeather, but, <laughs> but there's a lot. Tokyo Rose. Mm-hmm. Um. Your mama. Mrs. Piccadilly Peanuts. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. She. I had forgotten that that was a runner in this episode, and I... Boy, oh boy, was I excited to hear those again. They're all pretty good. They're there's, all good. There's a lot of really good lines in this episode, but I just, the, all the names are really good. How about you, Alan? Uh, you know, it might just be Matthew saying, maybe I am a complete idiot, <laughs> just because I would never expect him to say that, ever. <clears throat> right. <laughs> yeah. Have that moment of realization. And I, I love that he's got two lines that are basically that. Um, yeah. I am not smart. Um, <laughs> I think mine is, oh, look, Goober got a hole. <laughs> it's just so beautifully I delivered. I, I love like Stephen Root in this episode. God damn it. It's I so should good. say runner up, though, is Jimmy Mad. Jimmy very mad. <laughs> it's so good. So much, like, just guttural screaming. It's my favorite shit. Um, Jen, uh, what do you want to promote this week? Be nice to each other. That's good. Be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you um, can't go out, try and make try and make your own fun mm-hmm. where you can. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, you know, enjoy good mo- moments as they come, and try and pause and and be in them. Maybe on theme, uh, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Oh. That's how you treat them nicely, you see. Oh. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, freaky Friday. Friday. Like Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron and like <laughs> father, like son. <laughs> and, you know, we're all, we're all in the same boat together, even though we're not in front of each other. Sure. Yeah. Alan, what do you want to promote, sir? You know what? Uh, uh, Who Productions, which is one of part of my production team, we have been releasing past projects 
online for people to view. Uh, go Vimeo, check out Nosferaju. Mm-hmm. It's a mockumentary about a vampire. And this was actually way before uh, uh, they did uh, what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're different, but like this concept was was considerably before that, and we. we had some interests and it was a very funny pilot. We did two episodes. They were both fantastic and mm-hmm. some of the most, one of the most fun sets I've ever been on in my life. So go check those out. You'll see how much fun we had. They feature, Nosferatu. one of them features Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters. Fame. The second episode, Ernie Hudson is in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. He's great in it. Ah, thank you. I think the He's only so thing bad. missing from either of those is, is me, but that's, you know, that's okay. They're still good. They're still very good. Oh, you were, we were talking about characters. We just never did another episode. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. That's what it is. That's fine. That's okay. Wow, Jason. No, they're very good. I I, I enjoy wow. them thoroughly. They look nice. They're good, and it's funny when with watching our good friend Mitch act. Um, you know what? Speaking of Mitch, coming up in a few weeks, I've got an episode of my podcast, A Professional Blur, coming up with Mitch. Uh, what? I know a lot of friends on that show and people I've only just met. Um, and I just interrupted Alan talking about Twitter, but you can find Alan on Twitter at A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T on Instagram at A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Anything else you want to promote before I interrupt you again? No, that was good. Okay, that's good. Find me on Twitter, jklam, J-K-L-A-M-M, on Instagram, Jason Klom, J-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. Um, just wrapped up our podcast hosts with their own Picard season one. Uh, my friend Dan and I were talking about that show. I do have a strong, strong theory about one of the characters who for some reason was mentioned and never came up I, uh, physically. So um, listen to that show. Listen to our fun theories. And we are going to be watching Picard related materials between the two seasons because we've got, you know, a whole probably nine months before there's another uh, episode of that show coming out. Um, it's a good show. It's a fun show. Um, well, there's only one thing left to say this week, and that is, catch you catch later. Catch you later, B-Gates. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!